Welcome back again to the Heaven Shell Podcast. I'm your host, David Richards, and with me, as always, I'm happy to have Luca. Hello. And Moose. Hello. And I'd like to think we got a good show for you today. It's been a busy news, kind of in gaming, but a lot of out of gaming, but it still has to do with gaming. It's gaming adjacent. It's, uh, I mean, it it's gaming Parallel. adjacent, but it's also gaming the stock market. So much so. That, uh, as the title suggests of this podcast, Robinhood rage quits on GameStop's investors. Now, by Robinhood, we do not mean the one with the merry men. No, we we mean the one with far the from merry, merry men right now. We mean the ones with the merry hutch fan, um, hutch friend. Oh my god, hedge <laughs> fund managers. I know English, I swear. And so, what do you guys know so far? Like, Moose, let me start with you, because I know you're a busy guy. I want to know, even with you being as busy as you are, how much of this news has gotten to you? Because it's, it's a big deal. Like, this is this is far bigger than, like, the 10 minutes attention we gave to it in the last podcast. And I remember, because I yeah, played it back, I, I remember even saying, I'm like, guys, don't get into this. It's not really safe. It's And it's probably already had its day. Oh, was I yeah. wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it was like 70 bucks then. <laughs> wow, sure is high. And then it gets to four times that or whatever. Yeah. Um, I've heard tons about it. I have kind of been following it because I find it so intriguing. Uh, but, you know, there's... It, it, it's... it's the, the one thing that I haven't really heard about, just naturally, mm-hmm. is what this could mean for GameStop... Because um, similar things are happening with uh, AMC theaters, right? Yes. People are pumping up AMC theaters because mm-hmm. some other some other investment firms or whatever uh, made shorts on on that. Um, and I'm really curious to see if this will be able to change anything about the companies. Uh, the The intention of most of what I've seen online is people are saying raise the price and hold. Don't try and get rich. You know. Don't 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 become overcome with greed, because um, you know there, there's there's some political um, and economic warfare going on, and GameStop just so happens to be what it's attached to, uh, which is just it's it's bizarre to me. I would love to see if this has actually influenced GameStop on any level, or if they're just you know watching and kind of chuckling and crying at the same time because they realize that their company stock is most valuable as a as a economic Me- tool as more than an stock. actual stock. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so you, so you've heard a good bit. Luca, what what have you seen so far? And I'm only I'm only saying this cuz I know I've been involved more than you guys on this just cuz I actually do stock trading and stuff. So I just want to know I mean, in this case, you wouldn't call yourselves normies, but you're kind of normies in this realm. Yeah, I I think that's fair enough for me. Um, the thing is, I I am friends with several people who are 
very into the stock trade and even uh, a few people who were on wall street bets which is sort of the the nexus of this whole event mm-hmm. um or like on that uh subreddit and sort of uh within that culture for you know a year or however long you know and so i i sort of heard this coming in a weird way uh but very much from an outsider's perspective um so i i caught wind of it earlier than i think most people did um and heard a different perspective on it because a lot of people this seems to be like spooking them you know it's like oh gosh you know how did this happen it like to me it's just sort of like oh yeah those crazy kids on reddit you know um but yeah i, I know a good bit about what happened yeah and i i've seen a, some funny comparisons about what's going on with it because you know this is a gaming podcast and we're going to do our best to keep this about gaming as much as we can but in some ways, the story in itself is gaming-related. Like, is this not, for some, kind of like the exposing of an infinite money glitch? <laughs> because That is not, not where I thought that was going. I mean, you have infinite money glitch. You definitely have Robin Hood rage quitting. Like, pretty much mid-match, unplugging the controller. Oh, no, they're not, they're not rage quitting. They're... um. In, in in Smash Bros, it's it's the lag gun fire, but in anything else, it would be a D, DDoS attack, right? I don't know. I feel like it's the admin coming onto the server and just like fucking everyone over because they're having too much fun. Personally, yeah. But yeah, my no, dad's the server owner, and he's gonna come in here and make well, sure that you can't play Minecraft anymore. I'll get I'll I'll get more into why I use the rage quit like unplugging the other person's controller analogy here in a bit. Hmm. Now, for those it's, who don't know what we're talking about um which you know have you been under a rock my guy it's all over yeah 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 because this because again last week this was like a 10 minute mention and i was just one of like guys it's probably not a big deal like because i thought it had to stay i thought the meme had done its thing i hadn't done my research onto what was behind the meme and there are legit people with re actual reasonable rational things of why they're doing this and oh this is like actually like a, a revolution kind of going on like for real, for real. <laughs> and um, what's interesting is that you see stories, everything from like a kid that was gifted GameStop stock at 60 bucks, you know, it was just loaded with cash now because back then GameStop stock was like a dollar, $2 per yeah. share, you know? And then, we did the math earlier, and I didn't write it down to save it, but, like, if someone would have, um, what was it, uh, was it 37000 Luca? If someone had bought a PlayStation, or, or let's say someone couldn't buy a PlayStation, oh, yeah, 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 and instead yeah. they the put their that. money towards it was, GameStop. It was in the mid-tens of thousands. It was somewhere like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was significant, um... Which like the thing is, you can you can even like I don't know, yeah, it's it's crazy. The so, the rate at which it's expanded has been ridiculous. But so so there's stuff like that where you have like the small, medium, then to large, where like someone had fifty thousand dollars down and now they're a multimillionaire. Yeah, and and, and so, another thing that I've seen is that there are some people who are like I said, just holding. Um, yes, and someone posted a picture of their stocks. Where like they had the opportunity to make like eighteen million dollars and they mm-hmm. just held, they yeah. just held the whole time. So, 
hey, you know, if, if you have that kind of self-control, more power to you. Yeah, so that's uh so we're kind of going over this just to be clear like this is no longer just like a get rich quick scheme so don't think like oh let me get in on GameStop to make some money. Um if you're getting in at this point it's cuz you're doing a polit- you're making a political move and that uh, you're just trying to contribute to the cause like you're essentially like buying war bonds in the GameStop war. <laughs> Yeah, it's because uh, yeah. don't expect to get the money back because anything could happen to it at this point. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's not because those who it could is no cash longer out, viable. Yeah, those who could cash out have cashed out, um, and those who are staying in like they're holding because what they expect to happen is for the shorts, which these people like they they bet on the stock going down, and then when the stock doesn't go down they are actually forced to like if the if it goes up enough they're forced to pay for those shares and so them having to buy those shares it naturally makes the shares look more valuable and then it actually doubles and makes the stock the, the stocks go up even more the reason why people are still holding at this point is that a lot of those bets cuz you can do it by bet by this date it will be this low or um, I bet it won't ever go over this, but it's clearly gone over any expectations. So that's why you see it's so high right now. And then I guess by the end of market today, we should see something happen because it's been kind of floating between 430 to it crashed down to 127 after Robin Hood. And this is where we're going to get into the rage quit side of it. Essentially, Robinhood removed the ability to buy more stocks. Yeah, and which they've they've received plenty of um, grievance about that, and I feel like legally they're about to get hit with an atom bomb. But yeah, you know. this thing is brought and again. We're not getting to politics, but I got to mention it. Um, this has brought Democrats, Republicans, communists, capitalists, everyone together. In I'm, like, I'm pretty. This is not cool, Robin Hood. Like I'm, I'm imagining like the anarcho pronovists like emerging from the forest, you know, to like just side against Robin Hood here. Yeah, and um, because essentially what happens where I when I say Robin Hood rage quits is because uh they unplug the controller, and then the other team they still have theirs plugged in and they can still play, because remember on the sides of this GameStop stock war, one side is wep- their weapon is buying. The other is selling. If mm-hmm. GameStop doesn't, well, if Robinhood doesn't let you buy anymore, you can only sell. Well, then it's that's market manipulation by the simplest definition. And for those who want to ever look into the like really in depth analysis of like what's going on with this legally, meet Kevin. He's a YouTuber. He is a pretty, let's say, a financier of all stripes when it comes to real estate investment and all that stuff, he just straight up went straight to like the SEC rules on this. And he was breaking it down for you. And he's got like a two hour stream on it by the letter of what they have. Like there's multiple things that they can be covered for as far as like, they definitely committed a crime. It's one thing to halt trading. It's another to say, no, you can't buy anymore. You can only sell, but for the hedge fund, not the hedge fund, but the hedge fund, for them to make their money, they need you to sell. 
and Robin Hood is like, no, no, you can only sell now. Yeah. And and there's a couple things that I think are, are sort of worth um, just clarifying here real quick, which is, you know, we've been talking about this as a stock war and what the weapons are and so on. And it, just in case you like really, really have been under a rock, this is a basically it is, is hedge funds, investment banks, so on. Um, who have been betting against GameStop because up until very recently, that was a very safe bet because, frankly, I mean, GameStop has a couple, like, rays of hope, but it, it's a dying company. It, yeah. You know, blockbuster comparisons, you know, very accurate, right? And the other side is basically, like, it, it starts with the subreddit Wall Street bets and it's just expanded out from there. Of, like, everyone who just hates, like, the investment banks, basically. Like, you know... Mm-hmm. It's it's everyone's opportunity to like take those guys down a peg because you know it's like he was uh, West was saying earlier where you have you know these independent stock traders who you know they don't like them because they have access to and can get away with things that they can't right um, you know the communists don't like them the like hardcore capitalists don't like them because they see them as like the product of of government interference but it just everyone's coming out so it's basically them against the world right now um, and as far as uh, Robin Hood's position in this? Do we, do we want to get into why they might be doing that? Well, what? there's a couple of reasons. I don't know exactly if we have all the information or if we're like the best authorities on it, but I've heard some things of like, you know, Robin Hood, they're still kind of like a startup compared to these other investment firms. And they actually don't have the liquidity is one thing. Like they literally don't have the money on hand to back all these trades. Ah, interesting, interesting. So that's one theory, and but that's kind of like to that's kind of like playing defense for Robin Hood. The more darker stuff is um, apparently Robin Hood. You know, they're they're not the one actually handling the trades. They're just like the front facing. There's a company called Citadel that handles the trades. Well, Citadel also has a large stake in Melvin Capital, which is a hedge fund the number one hedge fund that lost billions of dollars to the other side of the GameStop traders. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, theory is they're the ones that shut it down. And there's even, I think a third aspect to this, yeah, yeah. if I understand mm-hmm. it correctly, which is like Robin hood does not make its money at the end of the day. It does not make its money from you investing. Yep. Right? That's the third thing. It is, it is, uh, as I, I, I've heard many people would it, effectively an information company in the same way that facebook does not make its money through ads it makes its money through selling information that's effectively robin hood's model right because they have a huge amount of of data on what trades people are making what they're looking at so on and so on right and so they who are they selling that information to they're selling it to the investment banks and the hedge funds and so on right yeah, which a lot of us and didn't know that until like a day ago I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it was out there, but I don't know it was, like, common knowledge. Yeah, I mean, for, for the most part, like, the mass public, because even, like, people on CNBC, like, you know, the investment channels and all that stuff, um, were like, oh, yeah, that's, so that's how they operate? Because, you know, a lot of other places, like, you know, they have fees, or there's, like, buy-in, like, you got to be a certain amount of wealthy to get into them, you know? But Robinhood, it's immediate, like, just get in, start investing, we'll even front your money while we're yeah. waiting on your money to get here kind of thing. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a very it's, appealing it, service. It's yeah. because like they make their money out of you from your data. And so it's weird. That's like, oh man, like people were using Robinhood to compete with the hedge funds 
with the hedge funds or they're paying customers for Robinhood. So like Robinhood would be pretty much obligated company wise to protect their actual customers where they make money off of. Exactly. Because yeah. um Yeah, it's 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 this weird thing. It's almost like you didn't stand a chance. But they don't know about Reddit though. Because if you read the the language around this stuff, these people are not joking around. They expected it to crash, but when they say like, you know, diamond hands, keep holding, don't don't sell, keep holding. They're holding. Last I checked, it went because they got to crash to one twenty seven. It's back up to over three hundred last I checked. Yeah, and, and what's happened there, um, because I don't know if we stated this that clearly, is basically these uh these hedge funds and so on, they they like this tanked them because they had so much riding on this because it was such a safe bet, right? And the internet's uh massive wrinkly brain went, Oh, there's an opportunity here, right? You know, there our collective consciousness of, of stock trading, whatever, right? Um which I mean, some some people noticed it, posted it, people started hopping on the train, right? Um, and it it like crashed these these funds, and they've been bailed out, and they've doubled down, and I think they might have even tripled down now. Yeah, it sounds and like like, they've like we down. were saying is people people want to like, you know, this has gone from being about making money to it's it's like this battle, you know. And so because they've doubled down, everyone's incentivized. Everyone who wants to like take them down another notch, you know. Um, everyone who's like you know swept up in this big weird cause in a way, like like in just this like case, keep holding, keep holding, keep holding, you know. Yeah, because with this, it's it's not about making money, but at the same time, like those who are the 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 most principled are gonna get the most reward because like they're holding and it's still going up, you know, not as fast as it was the last couple of days, but it's still not crashed. But like I said, it did go down to 127. And when we're thinking about this, like it's got to go down again at some point. Like this fight's going to be over at some point. I know some yeah. people thought it was going to be going to a thousand. That was before Robin Hood stepped in. And like Robin Hood has complete control right now over what's going on. Like today, because another thing Robin Hood does is they do fractional shares. Means it's very easy for the everyday man to just invest into any stock. Because there's no gatekeeping by like, oh, that's $3,000. I can't have a piece. Well, yeah. they turned off fractional shares. So now it's only like middle, like at this point, like middle class or people who want to be stupid with their disposable income. They're the only ones who can afford GameStop at this point to mm-hmm. get in a meaningful amount. So when this, people have um, taken to the, to the traditional internet ways of expressing expressing displeasure at Robin Hood okay. um, after the rage quit. So uh, Robin Hood got review bombed and they received a Google bailout. Google removed yeah. some negative reviews, took them from a one to a, to a 3.5. That's some. They Hasn't removed 100,000 negative reviews. Oh, so, wow. Okay. It, it, I mean, it, I'm it sure goes people are a lot bigger than I'd just be surprised GameStop. if they weren't, but even still. And, and one thing that I find so cosmic almost about all this is that GameStop's motto is power to the players. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's like, oh. It's like and some, then, um, some weird coincidence conspiracy but Robin Hood GameStop has this, to be the one. But Robin Hood has the same thing of like democracy, democratize investing or something like that. Um, About, you know, like give the power of investing to the people. They even have a, an ad 
pushing this that was like a month or so old. Of like the whole thing is like no longer do you have to be a suit that has to be a part of a firm to make wealth and da 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 da. Like do you, like they're showing like everyday people investing. And like to be fair, and and I mean don't get me wrong, I, I'm I, please don't come for me, internet. Like I I you know th- like fuck Robin Hood here, right? But to be <laughs> fair. Like, that is very effective branding, but there is a certain level of truth to it. Like, the tools they, they provide are interesting um, and useful. It's just we've we found whether I, I it, it sounds like kind of extreme language to use, but it's true. Where the real allegiances lie, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it was true until it wasn't true anymore, and then it stopped being true. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, basically. essentially, it's like they're like, invest, yes, but also invest, no. regular people invest. No, not like that. Like it was one of those. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it, it's it's been an amazing fiasco to watch. And as far as like GameStop's part and all this, I mean, going back to what Moose was saying originally, it's like they they must just be sitting here, and like, just like, they haven't done anything. Oh, okay, that's not true. They, they GameStop's um those couple like little rays of hope where they, they had a pretty good earnings report and things might be looking up. Those helped the initial thing that set off this like chain reaction that's happened. Right. Which especially I think over, got more over quarantine week. periods and stuff like that. You yeah. Know, yeah. Of course, and we, then we talked about it before. Release. They stayed yeah. open when they were told not to. They were like, no, we're essential. Everyone, we're essential. Yeah, <laughs> think, think about this though. Think, think about this because let's go back and, and like talk about, GameStop's recent history real quick. Everyone's like, you know, they're they're a dying thing. But not only that, everyone's been mad at them, right? Because they were staying open and, and this was like really early on and, and I think like um maybe if they were staying open now people look at it differently. I'm not sure, honestly, but at the time people like really vilified them for that, you know, because they're not essential, let's be honest, right? Especially in the era of digital downloads. Um and people were like really mad at them and all of a sudden they they become like the the tool of the people you know it's it's just a weird series of events uh for them and like i it's it's very bit i it's been very strange to watch um the gamestop saga and who knows where the heck it's gonna go because they they could turn this into an opportunity um yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to get into. Or that's my next question. Can they do anything with this? Like, is this just yes, they could something that happens? They could, but um, here's the thing: because some of this did start with some of the early investors of like, in like not just we're gonna like GameStop is a patsy. It wasn't just like GameStop was a patsy, right? Um, it's that they thought that it was mean that the hedge fund managers were undervaluing GameStop because when when hedge fund managers do this to other companies, they go out of business because what happens is people look at the trend of like, oh, the hedge fund managers, they're all they're all betting against it. Like they must know something that we don't. And then other regular people just start bailing on their investments and it drives the companies into bankruptcy if they get low enough. It's almost like they just pull them under officially, you know? So... When they started investing, it was for good causes, but then it's like, oh, we can really make an impact here. And then it's grown to what it is now. Now, my thing is, will there be enough people left as the stock goes down? Because there seems to be a resistance. And what that means is like, if it's if it 
goes to a certain level, but then goes back up. And you can see a pattern of it rarely goes down below that level now. Essentially, the old point of resistance was like two bucks, where GameStop would just float around two bucks a share. The new one is 132, roughly. And that Which, ain't bad. I mean, that's way be better than two bucks. And so, what GameStop could do with that is that they could actually sell some of their own shares which would cause the price to go down a little bit. But when they have that actual money, like they have that liquid money, they could then put that into better investments for GameStop itself. Hopefully they wouldn't just pay off execs and stuff. Like sometimes it happens, but yes, yeah. they could turn actually some of this money. Cause it's not like this money right now is just at their reach. Mm-hmm. Cause it's shares I mean- other people, it's other people's shares, you know? Yeah, they would they would have to liquidate it, right? Um, now you're saying like, uh, well, you know, they they could just use this to line, uh, you know, like executives' pockets before it all goes under, right? And they could do that, but there, I think there actually might maybe be a ray of hope that they won't. Is the really interesting part here, because um, one of the things that that people initially like really early on were saying, well, you know, maybe they're undervalued. Um, is there's an Im- investor who I believe he basically bought enough to have some influence over the company. Um, oh, well, bro. I wouldn't be I'm, surprised. I mean, cause there's enough uh, other big players have, have stepped out. Like there was one, it was an Indian business or Indian billionaire. He was like one of the top three. He sold his shares cause he invested. I think it was, it was a couple of million that he invested originally. And once it went over a billion, he was like, yeah, I'm out guys. And he took Um, his cash, which is fine. But that means a lot of more shares were open since he had such a big chunk. Well, this guy, uh, from what I understand, invested sometime in 2020 and the articles I've seen have described him as an activist investor. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's apparently been trying to like sway the board to basically move into the modern era. Right. To put it, bluntly um and i also know that they've i can't remember what the guy's position is but there's a guy who's come in uh who's had other successful like uh I, what, what's the word i'm looking for other successful companies right who yeah. who people have hope for him turning things around right and so mm-hmm. if they're if gamestop really gets enough people on like within the company and around it in the culture that are more forward thinking and less obsessed with a business model that worked 10 years ago, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, we could actually see them turn this into something. And I, I'm skeptical that that will happen, but I think a lot of us um, have a sort of like nostalgic idea about, you know, like I remember going to GameStop when I was a kid, you know, I think everyone else my age and older does. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I think all of us want them to, you know, um, which is the weird side of this. And I think yeah, so long as they don't just turn into like a crappy so as, store. So know, so long as they around. don't do what what they would normally be expected. Yeah, to do. for real. Like I don't yeah. know, be be creative with it. <laughs> Please, they, they might have to do some 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 rebranding because it is basically. I mean, well, I think it's, it's very similar to Blockbuster. 
in a lot of ways. I think for one, it would um, go a long way because we've actually talked about this in the past of like, what could GameStop do to become better? And I think it would go such a long way if they got back to making like these midnight releases a thing again. For one, yeah. they've, they've been flexible because it used to be like, no, it's truly midnight. You got to stay up. So in some ways, it was like that for some, you know, because they got to be busy work schedule and all that stuff. Like midnight staying up actually is a big deal. Um, and so it's like, hey, we're all in this together. Sleepy as hell. Trying to wait for Call of Duty Black Ops 2, you know. Um, now, now they've pushed it to like, you can pretty much go grab a game at nine o'clock. When they close, yeah, that's, that's midnight now. Yeah, the, I mean, the that's great the, the great yeah. time um, slurp they call it. Yeah, and so um, <laughs> they could do that. They could uh, continue to do that. But I'm thinking, like, if it were me, I would actually turn it more into an event. And like, for one, have your usual whatever get up stuff for the video games. To, um. Oh, I'm, I'm like losing the words. I'm not saying get cosplayers and stuff out there. Just, uh, you know, ha- have your store themed around whatever game's coming out. And then would it really hurt too much to get like, like maybe they should make it back to midnight. So then it's more like a party from nine to 12 um, to get all these games together. And like you get a food truck out there. Yeah. And yeah. Like, like It's like GameStop is making it to where it's like half off burritos and shit. And they're all eating burritos waiting on Witcher 4 coming out. Like, I think maybe the right way to think of this, right, um, is, you know, we, we, I think, entertainment-wise as a culture, have become increasingly sort of homebodies. You can download everything from home. You can buy everything from home. You can watch Mm -hmm. everything from home. You can watch, like, I do this all the time. I watch movies with my friends from home. No one comes over. We just stream it over Discord, right? Um, And, but... How how do you get people out? Well, you know, just in my background, my life experience or whatever, one of the things that people seems to have continued to just increase in popularity is sort of like conventions, right? Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, you don't go to the convention really for like the panels or whatever they're they're actually offering. You're there for the atmosphere and the culture, right? Um, and so I I think if you if GameStop could like basically almost create like these releases as almost like little miniature gaming conventions Mm -hmm. right and they had like you know this area over here where you know people are playing on uh you know playing like new releases on on uh a console you know in the corner and and like there's a food truck out there and like so on so on like you you, people would definitely turn out for that i feel um and i think this does go back to one thing that uh west has said multiple times fewer stores better stores yeah yeah that's Which what you they, need they've, they've nailed the thing. fewer stores they are closing stores. yeah it's, it's the other half, half of the uh, equation 50 percent good fewer stores and then the remaining stores better because they are very small it's supposed to be like a go to your local game stop and you know you can you can spit from one end of the of the of the store to the other you know it's like yeah there's maybe make it like, bigger so i don't feel claustrophobic when there's two other people in there I mean, they're, they're, I feel like back in the day, that was sort of part of the charm of, of a GameStop. Was it was almost like, um, you know, uh, it used to be that there were like little tiny places where you could buy like a jug of milk on your way home, you know, because 
people had like 90 bajillion kids or whatever, right? It was almost like that where like they were even in the name sort of marketing themselves. It's like, oh, stop by and pick up a game. Like they were these cute, like super compact little stores, right? And they just had a world of stuff in them, you know, um, or tons of worlds really. But I, I feel like that that model just cannot work at this point, you know? Like I'm, um, I'm, I'm really trying to think. I don't know if this is just being cringe because it's like in my head the plan works out perfectly like every idea does in your head so i don't know if it actually would in real life but i mean i'm just thinking of again going back to maybe actually push the midnight release back to midnight but almost do like a food truck pizza party type sort of thing and this helps out with pre-orders too because you know to get on midnight you got to do pre-order so this would actually help like this would what i'm saying to make it like affordable and stuff is all you do as a gamer is you got to just pre-order and then the food and everything that's on GameStop and the devs of the game or that game company. Uh, I I mean that, that model might actually get to be really tricky, especially when you, well, well, think about it now. Think about it. Okay. You can get a, a medium pizza, six bucks. Now, what do you think? How much, just take it, how much they spend on marketing right to get people in to pre-order these games for the first time on launch day or you could just now, lure people in with pizza well yeah okay from See, like I that think, nine, I think, from oh that goodness. nine to 12 hour um from that nine to 12 window everybody knows there's the GameStop call of duty black house five event going on and you want to well, be I, there and all you got to do to get in is have your little pre-order pass at first, I was kind of skeptical, right? But again, like the more I think about it in terms of making it almost like con culture, but uh, like a micro, like a little mini version, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, people pay like insane amounts of money for con tickets, you know? And like, what really comes with that? Oh, you can go to the panels and get into the dealer's hall, you know? And mm-hmm. like, the, the food doesn't come with that. The hotel room, to, you know, like you know it, but it's hundreds of dollars for basically a piece of paper where a lot of these cons you know in the early days if you lost your pass you could literally go up to the desk and be like oh i lost my pass and they print you a new one right mm-hmm. um and people will just sort of like i think as the culture is established in that way that it did for con culture sort of just deal with things getting more expensive is as it develops demand goes up there's more reason to be there and i think in the early days especially if you know you had to buy you know like okay you pre-order the game and then it's like maybe um plus like ten dollars or whatever and you get like pizza and you get to hang out there and like play games with people and you have like a little ticket system and you, know, you show it on your phone or whatever mm-hmm. i feel like people would buy into that and then over time i mean if they I actually would. built I these up like i'm also i'd buy into it. i'd go you know yeah they would I mean, probably get out of the house more. multiple releases on a single night though um because of course part of the part of the appeal of the of, of a convention is that you don't go there just for one thing like there are dedicated timings and areas for specific things but mm-hmm. there's there's a whole lot more to it for for a lot broader appeal so well, like yeah, a, but you could once a you month could sort you of, just you have could, tons you could structure of stuff. It, you could structure it so that the the big release was like the central event but then you could have like you know maybe like a little smash competition uh, from like this time to this time. like you could do other sort of things there right yeah, and yeah I, but like, the, i think you would have to have more than just one big release okay yeah because well, there's a right. lot of I, games I, that I, are released i could see what you think that but like i mean i at least all every midnight release that i went to um there would easily be like over 50 people 
Whereas I feel like 50 customers in a week now is probably what a GameStop is really pulling. Yeah, so like yeah, you get probably. them all there in one night with pizza. You know, you're good to go. Um, I mean, let's be honest. I don't personally. I don't care that much about like the the Call of Duty franchise, right? Like, I mean, I just yeah, keep I using that as all. like you know. Well, yeah, yeah but I'm I'm gonna run with that, right? Um, but if I was, you know, if there was like a big midnight release party at a GameStop near where I lived, and I, you know, it was like, oh yeah, not only are is this gonna be a midnight release, but you're gonna be able to like play it early on a console there and you know like have like a little competition or whatever like i turn up for that personally mm-hmm. and i'm like because I, I i'm not the world's most social person if i'm honest but i adore like con culture there's something about it that's mm-hmm. just great where you you make friends for like two days while you're there and then you never talk mm-hmm. to them again right <laughs> i like there's something I mean, there's great just, it's, it's a magic magic just, thing and i, I would go, go to a mini version of that i think it would go a long way to set up GameStop with a gaming culture again. And again, and I'm not saying this is the only thing, so please don't be like, David doesn't have any real ideas. He's just he's just hungry for pizza right now. I'm just trying to throw out this one small idea among a litany of ideas we've had in the past about GameStop. Everything from like having local teams and stuff uh, for esports. But with this, like we should just think of like the three-hour microcon you lure people in, pizza's getting served at open kind of thing. Then you have either some kind of competitions of sorts with other games or whatever, things of the same genre, or just like an hour before, like you're getting first look kind of stuff to hype you up. Like things and, that are specifically made for GameStop events, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, it's not even, like all that would draw people in, but like... As far as, like, other reasons to go and be there, besides what they could set up, my experience going to cons and stuff is the people there, mm-hmm. like, because you all have a common interest and, like, common touch points or whatever, exactly. everyone, it, it, again, it's, the, like, it's something about that, like, magical thing where, like, you're, you can be friendly with everybody and you can, like, talk about stuff because you know you have a common touch point, but, so, it, it's a very social environment, but people will just, like, be, like, Oh fuck, bro! And set up like impromptu magic areas mm-hmm. where everyone's just like sat on the floor of this hotel playing magic, right? Or um, ninja, or some game, right? And like, I can't imagine that you couldn't cultivate that kind of culture there, you know? Yeah. And that's just one among like so many things they could do. I mean, you go back to this um, this activist investor, quote unquote, guy, and he was talking about um, uh, basically like. GameStop moving into the digital age, which is something that you know they could really do if they had a a, a vision and a forward thinking model. I would think, as someone who knows very little about their internal finance, that you know can't be discovered with a couple of minutes of googling. But I can't imagine why they couldn't, especially given the opportunity that's been laid at their feet. You know. Um. Though on the flip side, if they started sell, you know, selling off their own stock and lowering the price, uh, the entire internet would hate them. <laughs> so. yeah that's true that's true and i think i think people would just say we're not we don't need to shop at you anymore yeah um, but like, yeah this might that. this might end up being just the last stand like this might actually be the last week of relevance for gamestop and the next time we yeah, hear about it, it, it could be it's like oh remember them they actually shut down but uh, on the on the other other side of this one of the things that being on the internet really messes with your head is something is a huge deal like in your in your like sphere of the internet right and then like two years later you know 
um, you'll sort of like look back on it and figure out how small that really was, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and so something about that, like, I don't know quite how to put it other than like, yeah, this seems like a huge deal. And yeah, it's in the news right now. And it is a big deal. You know, the, like there's a huge sort of symbolic importance of this of like, yeah, people on the internet, you know, managed to you know, destroy these hedge funds or well, not destroy them, but you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Right. Like beat them at their own game. Right. But I don't think the average person necessarily is going to be mad at GameStop if they sell off stock and then like try and provide us a, a worthwhile experience, you know? So yeah, yeah if, sure. The internet would be mad at them for like, a week. Like if they come the internet, out with like a a, a message or goes, I think if, if they come out with a statement of like here's announcements of the future of GameStop to come kind of well, thing. Actually, you think about it, right? Like, okay, really think this through. If they came out with a a, a good announcement and a good like a convincing statement, right? Actually, yeah, it would just send do, the stock right back. I was about up, to say, you know? yeah, if they do that now, and, and just, then and know, then everyone would be like, "Oh yeah, they're the heroes of the day," you know. And 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 we'd believe it because, like, hey, they got the money for it. And then those people who are holding with their diamond hands will just hold even tighter, because, like, actually, yeah, we could we could make this work. And then it just goes up to seven hundred. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> and like, um, yeah. What, I'm holding out hope that it it won't go terribly for them, but I feel like I feel like um the the time for GameStop to capitalize on all of this is already running out. I th- I feel so like today's gonna... the last day. Like if they want to say something, they'd have to say it now. But then again, I think there's some SEC regulations against it. So like they would have to wait until after market close. Interesting, yeah. And then after market close they go, Hey everybody, here's our 15-step plan for how to make GameStop the number one store Step ever. one, um, David suggested pizza parties. Hopefully pizza that parties. <laughs> Once a month. We're also selling movies now because who else sells physical movies? Nobody. We might as well. We don't plan to make a profit. It's just for our employees. When no, I really, break. I really Dude, can you, can you imagine... To- can you, can you imagine if like every time there was like a video game based movie like GameStop did like little mini screenings of them like GameStop they, just destroyed they turned it, it into it's probably a, crap. Well, well yeah, but like if they turned it into like cuz Funky Finch is talking in the chat about how um there used to be a little toy shop or is a little toy shop near yeah, her is that yeah. they basically survive on like selling magic cards and holding weekly tournaments and if you can like grab hold of that kind like this is something I see all the time. It's like card shops or, or whatever. Where people go and play D&D. People go and play cards. You know, uh, there are like PCs you can rent to play high-end games and so on, right? And if yeah. GameStop could sort of grab hold of that sort of thing and then expand it out to being a, chained th- a chain thing with, you know, more stable finances, they could really take that sort of pretty far. I mean, um, and now I can't remember what point I was making. Uh, so crap. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, like... Uh, there's just all sorts of ways that they could go with just almost becoming like less about being a gaming store and more being like a gaming um, culture center. Yes. Yeah. That's that. I was going to say like a gaming events location, but a gaming culture center, I think is a much better yeah. way to put well, it. Well, like um, I know with stuff like Apple, they have made like, they have these learning programs and um, training programs and stuff to actually learn their products. Because it's such a different world from PC, and uh-huh. they have what's called flagship stores 
and what they put in their stores, like they will legit have, like they'll have Alicia Keys come do a piano lesson. Bro. And record it in GarageBand. It's like, what? Um, the last name is Keys. She's got to be good at the piano. <laughs> and so like, it'll be stuff like that going on. And so in those places, it becomes like a cultural thing. Uh, like, like a cultural center. Like, Hey, our Apple store is actually legit. They have this and this. We're going to go see Drake come in one day, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so they're, they're working towards that. With what we've said with the GameStop in the past, one of the things that to kind of localize some of them is, again, maybe take one or two, depending on the size of the city, and make it to where they have in uh, their, that city's esports, quote-unquote, arena and paint it like decked out in decals of the team and all that stuff. And whenever they're having the games at night and everything, and again, you can set it up even if you had to. Well, I mean, really, you don't have to set up an internet. Just make sure all the game stops have proper internet and how they're connected, you know? And um, then you can host tournaments and have local, like local esports league that all play through these game spot arenas. And the best thing of it, is that whenever they're not having arena events, well, that's a gaming cafe for members um, during the day, wherever they have the esports stuff on the weekends and stuff, you know? Uh huh. But then I mean, that would help, like, localize. Spice it up with them. Um, I don't know if, like, if, if we, we want to do, like, hell in a cell in a GameStop, we could probably do that too, you know? What's your name? How old are you? All right, you're gonna be going up against this dude, and you just watch him fight. There we go. We can. It can be multi-purpose. Go kart track. You're talking about in a video game, right? You're not talking about Fight Club. Yeah, we yes, can talk about in, in, a video in game Minecraft, too. guys. In Minecraft. Yeah, we're um, trying to keep this video games. Um, I'm just saying, there's a lot of what they can do, and I'm saying this because I I've been to like my GameStop here on the north side. It is kind of intertwined with like a really nice Barnes and Noble and like they have these big doors, these big double wide open doors that kind of connect the two. So it almost feels like the same store cause it's so open, but yeah. like they got a lot of room for activities to where all you got to do. Like I, I get what funky Finch is saying in the chat about how getting crammed into a GameStop with a bunch of smelly dudes isn't a good time because there's some stores that are really, really small. Like, the, it's clear that they're just there and would only survive if you bought games there. So, you take it down, take it to just your quote-unquote flagship game stops to have space for activities. Because then it's a matter of like, hey, let's just move these stands out the way, set up tables, and you just have a clear lane to make purchases and stuff still from the counter. But other than that, it's clearly, hey, what's going on over there? Oh, that's a Magic the Gathering tournament or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Or with a lot of the stuff, real estate wise, it really is as simple as like buying out the little eyeglasses store next to you, and like here's our gaming room now. I mean, and well, the thing is, like that might sound infeasible, but uh, to my recollection, a lot of game stops are in malls, and let's be mm-hmm. honest, we're in a country with dying malls. Like every every mall in my area, like half half the half the properties must be closed you know like mm-hmm. they're they're at like half capacity i would think um there's a lot of failing malls in this country 
And so that, that's got to be a lot of space in a mall that they um, could get pretty easily, I would think. I mean, there, there might be something to that that I'm not aware of. but Well, like, like I said, the one I know on my north side, it's got this big opening that they could easily fit activity and stuff there. And plenty of parking for events, you know. Yeah. There's options, GameStop. There's so many options. Just do something, please. Mm, options yeah. trading. At this point, just no, do um, don't even literally do, do anything something. more. Do something. Do anything more than what you're doing now. You have the money for it. Like, just do something. I feel like that meme, that little poke meme, do something. It's, it's, like, it's, like, watching, don't even really it's like watching a man die with like a bo- like bottles of, of, of possible medications right next to him. And he's just like, yeah, you know, like, I get that many of these could save my life, you know, potentially. Um, but I'm just going to lay here and bleed out. <laughs> yeah. They don't even really sell like mini board games, you know, like. I think they kind of do, they're actually. Still they're big... like way up top, though. They they sell a few board games, and okay. they're mostly Monopoly reskins for like the new, <laughs> you know, the what? New you Fallout Monopoly. In. You're one Fallout Monopoly. Yeah, it's correct. all like, like you know, I mean, and and that's like a, that's like a simple thing that people people go to Barnes and Noble for board games. Doesn't it make you feel kind of stupid people, to not sell them at a go, game store? People go to like board like tabletop game board game stores to buy board games so you could just as easily like there but those stores successfully cultivate that kind of culture we're talking about. i've never been to a store like that that doesn't have these events you know now the barnes noble i don't get book people will go to the stores i they they want to touch those i whatever you know but um like as far as the the game stores yeah i mean they're wildly or well i, I don't want to say wildly successful but you see them around and they always have people in them, you know. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're consistent. Yeah. So it, if I were to suggest one thing, getting some some non digital games would would be my thing because because they do make quite a bit off of Magic cards and Yu Gi Oh cards and Pokemon cards, but they don't even really focus on that. They don't they don't have particularly big reservoirs or, or a wide selection. They just have a few, and like, you know, like those sell. They certainly sell. Better than like the really cheap clothing that they sell. They sell clothes at GameStop. I just have this like, what? Like that's kind of I don't know. It, it it makes me think there's a little bit of desperation there. But you know, just turn GameStop into Hot Topic. It'll work. Oh my goodness! I was yeah. That's that. I mean, I was I was gonna say that's basically what it would devolve into at this rate with the amount of trinkets that are gaming related that they're selling. So let me hold up. Uh, hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This may be a good idea. Better than my pizza one. Okay. Such a thing possible. Yes. Only cause it's my idea though. though. That's the only reason why it's possible. Um, <laughs> so a lot of these companies are often saved by one product. Apple was the iPod. And then again, they pulled it off of the iPhone, right? What if, hear me out now, okay? Hear me out. Okay. okay. Hear me out. Be patient. Okay. <laughs> 3D printers. But. Nani? Packaged and sold, well, under the concept of making cosplay items. How to make your own, like, Halo gun and stuff like that. With the 3D printer. 
I feel like the GameStop route would probably more, be more of, hey, we partnered up with Nerf. Here's a Nerf Halo gun. Just because I think 3D printers may be a little bit too intensive for uh, the kind of crowd that, that GameStop attracts. You know, It's what, not like a hobby store. Kind of, at a hobby store, I would the say The kind of yes. crowd that GameStop attracts is all ages at this, at this point. Yeah, but it's not. A, people don't go there. People people don't go to GameStop, and GameStop gives you like, "Hey, here's a game development kit. Make your own game." Well, uh, I, I think thing, I think the if they about, tried it, maybe it would work. I, I don't know. Like the thing about the 3D printers is like, um, I think the second you released something like that, the files. Would get uploaded on the internet, and then people would just buy a 3D printer off Amazon. Also, uh, or a 3D. I didn't yeah, say it like was, it, okay. I didn't say it was my best idea. I said it was an an idea. Now better than your pizza idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, um, real quick, I'm I, I was googling some other GameStop stores, see how big they are. There's a lot of big stores, even mall based ones, uh, individual based ones, and uh, there should be no reason why they couldn't do things like in this one I'm looking at now it looks like they actually have a table set up for some kind of sign up thing they could easily be an event table oh my goodness they have space for a table um <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just, I like, usually don't see tables that don't have a bunch of crap on them in a GameStop you know I mean they got normally it's just shelves dude. yeah yeah this table is actually blank it looks like it's an event table really now what's funny about this is that on this article where I see this GameStop picture it says, why you should reconsider your hatred of GameStop, written in April 25th, 2017. So it's like, Who oh, hates yeah. game Like, was, is like hating GameStop, was that like a trend? The, the thing with GameStop is, and honestly, I, I'm different. Like this, I'm, You're I, not I, like I don't, don't want to offend people who trade in their games. But there's that, tr- there's that trend of people who like hate GameStop because they they won't take your game back and give you a lot of money. But it's like be realistic. They got to have to resell the game. You play the game, they're not going to give you $45 for a game that's like a year old, you know? They're yeah. going to sell it for $45 and they're going to give you like 25. That's it is what it is. But there are it's like a a culture of GameStop shoppers to like pure hatred and anger that GameStop won't give you I, a higher value for your games. I feel like if they just didn't buy back games, people would be less annoyed. But the fact that they buy back, like people, you'll bring in like, you know, three games and you'll want to like buy a new game. And it's like, okay, yeah, you brought in three games or whatever, but those games have, uh, you know, like you're not bringing in like, you know, Oh yeah, I'm gonna sell my Skyrim. Like not not. It seems like people are going to buy, bring in, especially games that aren't necessarily like classics or in high demand, and then they're expected to get paid. You know, like for like a like sixty or seventy percent of the value of the game new. And it's like, yeah, that's just not how that works, bud. You know, I would think. But mm-hmm. what do I know? All I'm saying is know. they got the space for it. They need to do something here. Like, this is... They never could have imagined that this was going to happen, but it's here. They should take advantage of it. The same Golden way. ticket, okay? Yeah. In, in any game you buy, there's a chance there to be a golden ticket. And if you get the golden ticket, 
you're abducted from your home and forced to do menial coding work for 15 hours a day to make a game. So it's like a behind the scenes look. <laughs> oh my god! The thing is, you joke, but I feel I feel like if you marketed that correctly, people would people would buy into that, you know. Like you know, just market, mar- you know, but like market it as like an, an opportunity to like get hands on experience and you know, work at your favorite studio. Like if you told people that if they if they bought games at GameStop, you know, they might get a golden ticket to you know go to like CG Project Red and I don't know model uh you know the grip of a gun for cyberpunk 2077 before it came <laughs> realize out realize that they're right? not very good at <laughs> yeah like like pe- people like i feel like there's people who do that you and know like in willy wonka only one of like the five people who go will come out alive <laughs> <laughs> what they'll just they'll die of crunch just be sure. worked to death in the game studio, you know? I know I'm down. Why not? Te- technically, they don't dine Willy Wonka. A girl, like, turns into a blueberry, and one, one kid is shrunk. So, now, Moose, I, I know we were saying do something, do anything, but I don't know that these are the right things for them to do, so I'm going to have to disavow. I'm disavow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, that's just your opinion. GameStop, if you want to make real money, come to me. If you want to make fake money... So uh, that's illegal, actually. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I get you. So, guys, do just that. go don't Google some money. GameStop stores. Look inside. Look at what they look like, and tell me they don't have enough room for activities because they do. Some of them do. Like that. That's the thing is, I know that they've shut down a bunch of locations in the last two years. So it's very possible that like a lot of those, um, like stereotypical super cramped like products hanging off the ceiling, almost you know, mm-hmm. locations, uh, very well might be gone. You know, which well, I think it's actually they get more cramped because as locations shut down, they don't like liquidate the stock; they'll just move it around. Interesting, um, and that's one thing because GameStops aren't very centralized. The stock people will say, "Oh, we don't have that game in this GameStop," but if you go to this GameStop, you'll have it. It's like, why don't you just have games? Yeah, yeah. well, look, just have it to where it's two GameStops at most for the city. And then that makes it even better when you hold events because they're all going to come to your GameStop because you're the only one. So you don't have to worry about like a low turnout because all the turnout that could be is going to have to come to your one store. But it's okay because you also are the only one store where they send all the stock to. And you're the only store that has to buy pizzas for our pizza parties. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Come on. I just, I'm, I'm just trying to think of like what it would look like we're sitting in the boardroom at GameStop. And we're like, okay, like, we heard Heavy Shelf has some ideas. We turn around in our swivel chair, mid-pizza bite, you know? No, no, no. Like, you know those <laughs> yeah. presentation boards you had for science here? They're like trifold, you know? They, they have like uh, the central... Yeah, side. yeah. trifold just, presentation. Just like, they're like, you know, we, we come in, right? And we're, we're like, you know, carrying this board. And we open up, there's just like a giant fucking like really high-res picture of a mediocre pizza. And we're all just sitting there with like, these <laughs> I mean, big grins on our faces. Like... <laughs> Hey, oh like if goodness. you think, hold up, if you think about it now, they can partner with any pizza place, and the pizza place can come up with gamified pizza recipes. They can just call it whatever they want, and it's really just like a, a meat lover's pizza, but they do like a themed title for what, the pizza like, um, that night. I feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like have a Mario is- pie, and it's like 
tomatoes. It's like spicy tomatoes or something like that. Well, it's got to have mushrooms on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to have mushrooms and spicy tomatoes, you know? Really like, it, it It sort of sounds ridiculous, but, it, like, you know, it, a few years ago, you know, if you said that idea to me, like, you know, it, if I was, like, in my Yoshi's current, gonna have current like maturity, but, like, in 2010, like, I'd be like, no, that's dumb, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, with the fucking shit we've seen come out of, like, the, the food industry where, you know, like, wasn't there a hamburger named after some rapper or some shit and like that one all over the place? And then yeah. there was like the, the Szechuan sauce. Right? Mr. You know, Beast like has uh, Mr. Beast burgers now. The, the Rick and Morty Szechuan sauce. Yeah. Like, I mean, people do it. Let's be honest. You know, you just got to buy into the hype. Well, now that I'm hungry, it's time to wrap up this podcast. Was was that just where the pizza came from? The pizza idea was was not like a legitimate no, idea. No. It was just you thinking about lunch. No, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> but we were able totally. to talk about GameStop for the entirety of the hour. I didn't think that was going to happen. But yeah, I mean, again, this might be the last time we do talk about it. Hopefully not. Hopefully they stay. We'll open. hold a funeral for it if we need to. Maybe. Did you see like a special uh, a special video where you know we're playing like the really sad violin music because we have a bunch of like photos from like the the late uh naughties of people like in game stops you know like it worked come on mm-hmm. we'll do it we'll, we'll black we'll and have white a special filter you know for it yeah okay i'll, Comic have, I'll have that spot. project so that wraps it up for today's podcast i'd like to thank those participating in the chat for showing up it's always great to have you for those listening to this on other platforms we record these live Every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash shelf. Feel free to come join us and join the conversation. Um, you will help shape it. And uh, we're always looking to see you there in the chat. And it's always good times. Now, we have a website, too. We're not just a podcast. We do more than just this. We have heavshelf.com where we do have a few reviews. We have a few guides. We have a few think pieces, you know, a little here and there. And uh, essentially, the more of you that show up, the more articles that show up for you to read. You know, we got to know that you guys want to see that stuff to see more of it. And again, we, if you're listening on Spotify and you go to twitch.tv slash heavyshelf, we have all these panels to all these links to all these things I've just listed. Twitter to follow us there. Uh, Facebook, we have a Facebook page as well. All of that you will find under the panels below on twitch.tv slash every shelf. So again, thanks for listening and hope to see you guys next week.